host Nielsen. I lead our accounting advisory services business here at KPMG. You might notice we've changed our format this time. Um, so please give us some positive feedback and give us some tracks if you like this new format. You're really seeing on here is the new on where this new format works. I'm delighted to be joined by some speakers who I'll introduce in a moment. Um, you'll be able to access some materials from the platform that you've logged into, or we'll share some materials afterwards. But first of all, in timely fashion, I would like to start with a poll. So the poll will appear on your screen now, so please fingers and fingers are ready. Um, and our first uh, question is in relation to your primary work-related challenge in the next 12 months. So would you pass your primary work-related challenge over the next 12 months as the business as usual challenge, just conducting daily business, and ESQ related matters, ESQ reporting, and audit and corporate governance reform related matters, and UK gap changes, which you might hear about a little bit about later, or, or something else perhaps. Okay, while I wait for the full results to come in, I'd like to introduce my speakers. I'm joined today by Tim Cocknell. Tim leads the Board Leadership Centre and the Audit Committee here at JPMG. Um, George Richards, who is our ESG reporting and assurance lead here at KPMG, and Kelly Martin, who leads the deal accounting business here at KPMG. Thanks for joining us. So first of all, I'm going to start with you two. Um, first of all, we're going to touch on audit and corporate governance reform and everything that's happening in this space. And Tim, perhaps, would you be able to start with just some of the things that we've seen and have happened since last time we caught up with our audience in, in March? Thank you, Greg. Um, it's five years since the Secretary of State for Business announced an urgent need for governance reform. And we're finally at a stage now where the last four pieces of the jigsaw are coming into play. We're at the beginning of the end game, essentially. We've got minimum standards for audit committees. The FRC have already issued those. Um, audit committees need to apply those on a voluntary basis, on now, essentially, and they'll be mandatory when, when ARCA come into, into being some stage in the future, which we no doubt will come on to. So that's the first piece of the jigsaw. The second piece of the jigsaw, three weeks ago, we had a consultation from the FRC on those changes to the UK Corporate Governance Code. I'm sure we'll talk about those later. We're expecting secondary legislation, a statutory instrument, to introduce four new disclosures um, for companies with a high level of turnover and employees, and no doubt you'll ask me about that later as well. But that's the uh, resilience statement, recall statement, launch and insurance policy, additional reserve statements that we've discussed before on these calls. And then the fourth piece of the jigsaw, that's the primary legislation that will introduce or essentially bring ARGA, the audit reporting governance authority, into being. So um, that, that will require primary legislation. Um, potentially that will be introduced or the bill will be introduced in the King's speech in autumn. Legislation in 2024, and perhaps I'll be intervening in 2025. So, a lot going on, busy times. <laughs> so, um, the corporate governance changes open for consultation now. Um, I suspect a controlled environment features. Could you give us an update on what was opened consultation? Yeah, of course, Greg. So, um, there's a long consultation period, that's, that's the first thing to, to acknowledge, a 12-week consultation period, I guess two weeks have already, already gone to the agreement, but 
there's still plenty of time to respond. Um, it's not a huge um, rewrite of the UK corporate governance code. There are some small changes to uh, emphasise the importance of ESG reporting, um, some small changes to acknowledge and clarify the audit committee's role with regard to oversight of ESG reporting and those minimum standards that I talked about earlier. A little bit around um, malice and, and clawback disclosures, a little bit around overboarding of directors. They're very, quite small tweaks, to be perfectly honest. There's a really interesting bit not a lot of people are talking about um, that essentially expands the scope of the resilience statement, which is an assurance policy that I know you've talked about before, um, to all code reporters, that's premium listed entities and people who voluntarily adopt the code. So irrespective of whether you get the size restrictions, if you adopt the code, they go into scope and possibly the whole statement too. That's not in the consultation, but I've heard the FRC refer to that. And then the big piece, the, the controls piece, um, the piece that's there to um, encourage UK businesses, listed businesses, to have a more robust and stronger system of internal control and risk management. And that's the piece that's, that's really the focus of the, the consultation. The starting point is very much what we've already got. It, build, it builds on uh, a long history of UK corporate governance. So, as of today already, in the, under the existing code, companies' boards have to review the effectiveness of their systems of risk management and control and report on that review in the annual reports and accounts. That's why it's there. And it's important to know that financial controls and financial controls reporting on skills and compliance controls. If you have Thank you. 
We can endlessly debate about our future, but now is the time to stop talking and start doing. ESG, environmental, social and governance, embeds positive impact into our actions, not just around climate change, but the whole fabric of society. At KPMG, we have the knowledge, ability and experience to guide business leaders to drive real change. ESG is now. Are you with us? Search KPMG ESG to find out more.